It's the end times, Aaron. It's the end of days. Wow, last episode. that's very drastic. <laughs> okay. I didn't know how to start it, so, you know, hit, hit him hard really early. Uh, it's our last episode, our last episode of season one of Grisha Watch and of season one of Shadow and Bone. You made it through. It's been a long journey. Uh, I will say a full, what? Um, well, we started at 11 a.m. yesterday. It's well uh, over 20 hours. We started at 11 a.m. It's 2.30 p.m. right now. That's a that's a long marathon. You gotta think, hour long show, mm-hmm. basically an hour long show. Right, rounded up, and then after that, maybe an hour to an hour and a half long podcast. And then having the break back for to like back. eating and stuff. And exactly, it was so, a long day. Yes. I'm proud of you. We did this almost almost 24 hours. I will say. I oh my god, you can't count. Yep, almost almost 72 hours that we did this, Jesus guys. Christ, it's crazy. We got a cool crazy. logo. We got a cool uh, light with the darkness coming in over it. Logo. I I just need all of these as moving wallpapers. I'm very excited. Somebody will make it. Somebody yeah, has somebody probably already it. made it. I'm gonna look after this episode. Yeah. So this one was pretty cool. But we did it. Light. So for the listeners, we're gonna obviously do our regular breakdown the episode, and then we're also gonna break down the whole show as as an entire uh, thing here at the end. So this will be a little bit of a longer episode, I'm sure. So mm-hmm. we start off with the crows below deck. Well, they're actually above deck. And then Inej points out what you have pointed out in the beginning. Um, we're completely exposed. Oh, that's crazy. It's almost as if it's common sense. Wow. Yeah. I mean, if Inej crazy. notices it. I didn't really care when you noticed it, but if Inej notices it, then. That's okay. So sexism. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Got 100%. It. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, so she's like, let me go below deck because maybe we can at least hide down there. And as soon as they go down there, you know, okay, Maul's down there. This is when we're going to do this. Okay, all right. I see where this is going. We're all meeting up. We're all in the same place now. If the story called for some magical crystal that actually saves the day or some document that actually can save the day, it would be down there. Because all the plot devices just converged right in the same spot all the time so it just by chance like it just happens to be that like he just happens to overhear everything malls down there in eye shot of in eye shot yes so again with the convenient overhearing of things yes that's his tracking ability though the whole last half of the show was just very convenient yeah yeah, I'm trying to think of if there was a character maybe that didn't have any little conveniences. Maybe Zoya. No, I don't know. Zoya, she she kind of was there again, just there. Just there. Um, look, we'll get to. I have some issues with the Zoya storyline here. We'll get okay. to that. Okay. All right. So where where are we at? Where are we at? We're so on the, boat, the crows under the are boat. below deck. Uh, Jesper brings up Milo, and in my note literally says, "Just don't talk to me about Milo. Don't ever bring up Milo to my face again." I hate wow. this goat. I hate this goat. The goat this, is another part of their crew, though, now. This ex machina goat. I'm not okay with him. Uh, but yeah, so Zoya is up top, um, squalling, doing her thing, and she doesn't know what's going on. I think a lot of them, there's some confusion on what, who knows what. Some people know that he's going to expand the fold, I think. Some of them think that it's going to destroy the fold. Some of them, I don't know. There's like, it's not very clear who knows what, but you get the idea here that Zoya obviously doesn't know what's happening because she starts talking about her family and Nova Kabrisk. Yeah, she kind of thought this was just, just a, um, another trip across the thing. And then and maybe you know, her face does the, her, 
her uh, ability to clear the fold, but yeah. that's all she thought. And, like, you know some shit's about to go down because Zoya, who's never had more than, like, seven words stringed together, suddenly has, like, a whole exposition on, oh, I have an aunt, and I'm excited to go see my family and Lots my family and my family. all of a did sudden. Did you know that I have family in Nova? I'm very excited to see my family. I'm like, okay, girl. Just gave her the most depth in three minutes that they could. They were like, you know what? It's time for your time to shine. Go ahead. And this I was bugs born. me <laughs> because I don't think you find out that Zoya had family in Nova Kribersk for a long time. For like a long time. Uh, and it's this is kind of one of those things that bothers me anytime you have an adaptation of a series is when um, a lot of times books are written and it doles out information in the way the author deems fit. So it's like, you don't know everything up front and that's okay. You're not supposed to know everything up front. And then you get backstory and you get snippets of things here and there sprinkled throughout the books because that's the way the pacing works and you get better payoff when you learn certain things at certain times. But when you have a whole series, like a now complete series, which there's a whole discussion to have about rule of wolves and how I'm mad, whatever. Anyway, what is now ostensibly a complete series, whatever. Um, and when you have all that information at your disposal and you're like, well, wouldn't it be fun if we just knew all these things early? No. No, yeah. it wouldn't. She wrote it that what? way for a reason. So it annoys but me when you get all these things that, like, the authors clearly put in later books to get different levels of payoff. And they're like, but what if we just knew it right up front? I, I want. That's why I'm always curious to see how much control that the writer actually has in the room. Yeah. Um. Because I feel like if they didn't follow that thing, I always, and just me personally, I'm like, if you didn't follow that thing that the writer wrote and the writer let that slide and like kind of, I know they're, they're very limited to what they can come out and say and everything because of, you know, contracts or something like that. But I just feel like you didn't think it was that important yourself as the writer. But like you can you only did. do so much. You can only like you only have so much creative control unless you're the I know, producer, that's what I'm, writer, everything. That's why I'm saying like it's it's a we we've seen adaptation after adaptation, and we've seen the writer or the creator kind of in the same role every single time. Mm -hmm. Like of these other writers know what's best and what will translate better for the the audience that is watching it. But I feel like, again, if you thought it was good enough to be seen on a different medium, then that means it's good enough to just translate one for one over. And yet so, we continue to have the same conversation because it never Every happens. single time, though. The only it, ones that I would be um, more curious is I'm curious about adaptations that were written by the authors. So I know there have been some and I know there's some that are being worked on now. Um, her other book, Ninth House, is currently being adapted. I know she's working on writing that. I don't know if she's like head writer. Um, V.E. Schwab is writing the screenplay for her own book, The Secret of uh, the Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Christopher Paolini is currently writing the screenplay for To Sleep in a Sea of Stars, which is the book that he wrote. So, like, that kind of stuff, I want to see more adaptations that are written and created by the authors. And I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm sure there are some. I know there are some. I just don't know what they are off the top of my head. Hmm. We'll have to do more research into that one because I would love to watch this because I feel like 
if we've seen anything like that and it has been written and it was different from the book or something, I feel like that was the author being like, I could probably do a little differently here. Or I feel like this was, you know, maybe I could do it better yeah. or something like that. And there's always so, that potential of like, well, maybe, you know, if I'd known this at the time, I could have put this in the beginning. But like, no. But that's their call. Yeah. But that's their call. It's not someone else's call. That's the thing that I'm like, that's the difference in my opinion. Like yeah. you're, it was the author's call to make that, not john's call or sally's call on the side because she's a screenwriter and by trade and she knows what's best to translate so i would like to see it come from the horse's mouth is all i'm saying and i know he didn't work on the writing for the show but um looking for alaska the tv series on hulu is i think to this day the best book to tv show adaptation or book to anything adaptation i've ever seen however he also has one of my least favorite which is the paper towns book to movie adaptation completely misses the entire point of the book it's like i it it really just depends on the team but the first one that you mentioned what was the name of that one looking for um, alaska looking for alaska i don't I, I, for some reason i just kept thinking looking glass looking glass looking for alaska um is that a is there anything fantasy in nope. it nope it's all contemporary okay. So, okay, so that's that's a little easier yeah actually not even a little easier that's a thousand it's a lot percent easier, easier. it's yeah. a lot cheaper so that's why I'm like, with something with fantasy or, you know, sci-fi or something like that, can we can we keep it pure? Like, can we or no? I don't know. Well, so the next one that I know about as far as a TV series, I know the Court of Thorns and Roses books are about to be turned into a Hulu show. I am actually hoping they make a good amount of changes because the first book in that series fucking sucks. Um, mm. So that'll be one where... But anyway, all that to say... It bugs me when they just decide to take things from later books and be like, but what if we knew it, you know, six books ago or whatever, you know, three books ago. So Zoya has family and now we know and they had to bring it up. I I just it's so you just know it's the same thing that happened with Marie. We got Marie a backstory 30 seconds before she died. Like y'all are really like you have eight episodes to play with this. You couldn't sprinkle this throughout. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong in that in that sense, for sure. But I mean that here we are, you know. Yeah. I actually kind of like Zoya's character a little better now. Now that you know she has family and they're dead. Uh, yeah, and that she cares about them, and and yeah, so I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm a Zoya she, fan now. She has she wow, she, it's just because she's hot. <laughs> I mean, there's ninety percent that as well, but you know, yeah. I, the family thing is important too, Emma. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, not anymore because they're they're dead. Wow, we don't know that. We don't know that she's going to go check. They're dead, Aaron. We didn't get any confirmation, so continue, please. Continue. Uh, Nina and Matthias find an inn. They've apparently found their way out of the snow and found an inn. They found a town, did and they're they not say, in Fierda. Okay, did they? But they didn't say like where, what no. country? Because I mean, everybody keeps saying, like hinting towards this country, like the people at the bar whenever they're in there, mm-hmm. like oh yeah, and here or wherever we are, blah blah blah. Which they didn't say a name. They just like you know we do this and that, and we're I'm hunting. Uh, well, I'm assuming uh, they're in, or... I'm assuming they're in West Ravka because at the end when Nina's on the ship with them, they're in they're in West Ravka. Oh, that is true. At the end, they I are. just yeah, okay. I just thought about this because he he said you know if we were in Fierda, they would help us, and she's like they wouldn't help me, asshole. Yeah, I don't know who the fuck you think your people are. But uh, they're in an, uh, oh, they're in Arkesk, actually. Let me pull out this little handy dandy map. And I don't, Arkesk is not on here. Cool. You're terrible. I don't wow. know where it is. They're in Arkesk, wherever the fuck that is. Wow. Okay. But, so they're uh, in Arkesk. 
And he decides, you know, they find this inn and he decides he'll go north in the night. You know, we'll wait till it's nightfall and then I will leave you here. I'm not going to capture you. I'm going to go back to my people and I'm going to go home. And uh, you know, they have, she's like, oh, that can't, that can't be all of it. Like, we had some fun. We had some adventures. We're just going to say goodbye now. Well, they're feeling each other. It's the whole uh, uh, Jon Snow and the redhead girl. I don't remember what her name Agreed. was. When they were... Yeah, when they were out in the wild, yeah. they 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 bonded out there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you know. And they start fantasizing over. about you know a place where I'm not just a Grisha and you're not just a Druskel. And uh, she mentions the beard, which again you're just bringing up things with no like you wouldn't ever have to grow that Druskel beard, which you're bringing up things that you don't have any backstory for, I guess. Um, which again is just another. This guy's a rookie. He's in training. Yeah, we don't know that. Yeah, he's he's we a rookie. He's a Druskel. But as they both realize, he would never be able to return home. Uh, he, if he ever returned home after, you know, leaving, then he would be court-martialed and killed. And she would be branded a traitor to all Grisha. And they kind of realize that they have to go their separate ways. Yeah. But not yeah. before she teaches him about waffles. You have to understand this about Nina Zenik. She loves nothing in life more than she loves waffles. This woman would live and die for waffles. Oh, okay. She loves waffles, Aaron. I don't know if you understand this. She loves them. I I didn't. She. It's literally just kind of a quick, you know. I have to teach you about my love of waffles. You know, of waffles, and then they go downstairs and they inadvertently uh, create the idea of chicken and waffles. They do. They do. They discover chicken and waffles. Good for them. No, not good for them. Don't <laughs> don't you steal that from Roscoe? How dare you? Who's Roscoe? How dare you? Oh my god! <laughs> oh I my god! I knew that would get you. I knew the that would get you. The gentrification <laughs> of our don't don't rewrite history in. Oh, you know what? We're moving on because there's already a ton of of racism in this show, and yeah. we're not doing that here. So they not thank here. each other for saving each other, uh, and then she tells him a little bit about, about the world. You know, he's he's saying, you know, I've only known about two countries. I've, I know my country, and I know your country. No, you don't, bro. You know you're brainwashing. But there's the only two countries he knows about in the entire world. And she's this well-traveled spy, apparently. And so, you know, tell him, I mean, tell him about it. I mean, he may know about her country. Like, he her doesn't. country isn't just Grisha. No, he doesn't. Like, they, they brain, he, total brainwashing. Like, it, he could know, literally, because if anything... Her country is just like them too. They they all in despise the show, it Grisha. definitely looks like that. And yeah, in the show, they're basically the same. The only difference is the way that they they go about uh, treating them. One uses them as weapons, while the other one just straight out kills them. But most likely, that's that's not their whole country, right? Like that's not the essence of the country. You got to think about it like Americans, yeah. right? And after nine eleven. We went and we did terrible things in the Middle East, right? We we started I mean, this whole prior war to 9/11 on eleven as well. We kind of well, yeah. been doing shitty things over there. So think about somebody that lives over there. If they thought we were just all like that, would you be like, "Yeah, we're all like that"? I mean, <laughs> no, we're not all like that. I can point out the states that are like that, but like, we're not all like that. So now, I'm just yeah, draw I draw a line see- around these areas. Just yeah there. so yeah so like he probably knows the country being like yeah i know you guys you're just as racist as we are so wow. I, I, I know you i know you i see how you get that impression from the show i do 
from the show, yes. So, like, from the book, I'm pretty sure it's probably different. But, like, from the show, it's painted out in front. Yeah. Like, so far, the only country that doesn't seem this way is Shuhan, and that's because we haven't seen them You haven't seen anything from them. <laughs> like, that's about it. At this it. point, doesn't exist. But that kind of goes towards what we, I was asking about earlier, is, like, uh, like from the last episode, like, we don't, we don't see society in this. Yeah. Like, we don't. We don't see the regular like we go from either orphan to military base to a uh, little palace, and that's about it. Like, and then the boat that goes across the 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 the, um, the void area. Yeah. So it's like mm, we don't really get to see everyday life. And I understand the the story is not focused on that. Um, but is that in the book at all? Like, do they show? I mean, you, you just know you of... know about Alina's life growing up because, and like, she grew up normal. She grew up poor, but she grew up normal. Okay, so the, just the you know. So how you, you I was... yeah, you see the lives of peasants through her eyes and through her memories. Because I'm like things like windmills with Grisha's just sitting there all day. That's their nine to five job of just <laughs> making windmills work, and hospitals or heart renders there. You know. Like, I'm just saying, it, it seems like you would integrate them into every part of society as uh, part of the workforce. And yet, you know? there's not quite that level of uh, acceptance between them. Because like, they're all humans, stupid. I mean, there are human. It's like, how do you refer to, like, non-Grisha? The Okazitsya still don't really trust Grisha a whole lot. And, like, they're not I really integrated. It. Like, you you, you have these Grisha testers that go around uh, to children, and then they take you from your family, and you live your whole life separately, and you never see your family again. I think um, Genya talks about how she hasn't seen her parents since she was five. Like, she's like, these, this is my family. I have never seen anybody else. Hmm. So they're yeah, very, not... very separate. Yeah, they. I mean, they do similar things and others. Like, with the X-Men, when yeah. they had... Uh, colossus be a, a a construction worker and people were heated at him because he's doing the job they were doing but you know faster and stronger because he can lift you know a tons mm -hmm. um so they're losing jobs so i can see if like what if stuff like that was integrated in the show you know what i mean yeah like the you know not not justification but more reasoning of like why they dislike grisha yeah, yeah like they hate them because this, they're job stealers. You know, they come in our country and, you know, that's probably too real. I mean, the, maybe, the we just wanted to have like a very surface level. We don't like Asians, apparently. But we gotta, I feel like you gotta build a world. You fell in yeah. love with the world in the books. Yeah. So make the viewers fall in love with the world or hate the world, <laughs> you know, uh, showing the ugliness in it. Uh, in the show, too. Not just a small glimpse of this stuff. I don't nope. know. Uh, Anti-Asian racism. That's all. Yeah. Okay. All right. But while they're eating their waffles, uh, Matthias just passes out. Also, this is another one where I found out a character name I've been pronouncing wrong the entire time until a couple weeks ago. I thought his name was Matthias. Apparently his name is Matthias. I refuse. I refuse. It's, yeah, it's Matthias. It's Matthias. Yeah. Um, but I, so I, Matthias passes out into his waffles and uh, Fedor pops out. We kind of forgot about him. Uh, I did forget about him. Yeah, I did forget about him. But there he is. And this is where things take a turn with Nina and Matthias's storyline a little bit. It's it's the right things happen. 
in not the right ways entirely. So when they walk down, or when we first get our look downstairs, they are very sure to make, like, put this man at the bar front and center and give him loud voice lines about how he's a slaver hunter and, you know, you take him to Kirch and then, you know, you get 20,000 Kruger until they face a trial and then the person that they slaved has to testify. I was like, this is a lot of exposition for 30 seconds. He was happy. He made 20K for basically doing nothing, you know? So, yeah, we have him. We just had that happen. And so Fedor comes out and he's like, you know, what's going on? Like, you could have done that to this guy a while ago. Like, what's happening? And she straight up tells him, like, he's with me. He's different. That's, uh, no. Not how this goes. I mean, what what happens to go? So we'll just compare. So in the show, she tells Fedor and tells all of them that he's different. He's changed. He's with her. And then they're like, nah, we're going to kill him. Like, we're going. So she races to the slaver, you know, and tells him, or the slave hunter, and says, he's a slaver. He was taking me. I overheard you say that, like, you know, I have to testify. So, like, this is my stopgap. I can buy some time this way. Get us to Kirch. Get us away from the Grisha. Um, All these things happen, but in a way that's not, like, she doesn't tell the Grisha that he's with her. So she, they're in wherever they're at, they're at, and she runs into the Grisha, and they're like, hey, we've been tracking you, like, we know you're with this guy, you know, what's what's going on? Are you, like, spying? What's happening? So she tells them, like, oh, give me, you know, give me some time, I'll go back to the hotel and get him, and we can all take him down together. Like, I just couldn't do it on my own, or whatever it was that she gave. And she also separately goes to the slave tra- the hunter, tells her, tells him that Matthias is a slaver, and gets him arrested gets him you know all of that but she doesn't tell her own people her own people have no idea what she's doing mm, that's both, gonna both play sides. out weird and that they think that she is openly betraying them they didn't know that and huh. this idea of the guy in the next cell being like you think you're just gonna like get there and then have a trial it's gonna take like two years she sure as fuck did not know that at any point uh, so and this all just unfolds in Six of Crows, though? This is all backstory. Because this is, you meet Nina and Matthias for the first time, and they hate each other. And you don't know why. You have no idea what their story is. Oh. Or at least, at the very least, Matthias hates her. There's clearly okay. something that's happened. He hates her. He's, like, ready to murder her. Like, he's straight up ready to kill this woman. And you don't know why. Mm. So you find this out at some point down the line. but. Yeah, so this they they hit all the right notes, but it's like they're in the wrong key. Hmm. So two years after, right? That's what this is. Uh, this is six of yeah. crows, right? Oh, so six okay. of crows is two years, two two and a half years after the events of Ruin and Rising, which is the third okay. book. Did we touch on Ruin and Rising in this? No, we've only we just finished Shadow and Bone. We've only finished the first book really yeah there's two other there's two other books and then two years later after ostensibly season three is when six of crows takes place okay 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 so we got we got a ways to go but all that to say that's kind of where we leave nina and matthias at least for most of the episode until they kind of wrap everything up at the end so she is openly openly defied and betrayed her own people and in front of them created this giant incident between them and the non Grisha. Where are those guys from? Because they were like, you don't want to start a war with our country. 
I am assuming that he's Kirch. Okay. If I had to guess. But again, they don't really tell you. So they're heading to Kirch to go drop him off. But like, I'm assuming he's Kirch, but we'll see. Or we'll not see. What am I talking about? We won't see. We're just assuming. We're going to nope. guess. Nope. We're just going to assume. Yeah. He's, he's not in anything else. But that's where we leave them. Uh, we head back to Alina and the Darkling and her disgusting skin condition. I wow. I hate it so much. It's so gross. And like that's the terrible. scar wax, there's a scene where like she's moving and you can see that it's not real because like her skin is moving and there's a certain point where like the skin around her collarbones isn't. And you're like, that's the fake part. I think they they kind of didn't care because like the 4K people can probably see it. But wow. my standard monitors wow. that aren't 4K, that are just 1080, you see it, it, if you're it blends in. It blends in like because I kept looking at her uh, her <laughs> collarbone scars and I was just like it just it still just blends in fine. Disgusting. I'm telling you the res the resolution isn't uh, meant for 4K ruins stuff. No, your inability to see things makes it better. Apparently, no, your 4K own blindness. No, 4K ruins things. Wow. I've seen I've seen movies in 4K that they've that they shot and any special effects they. It, it, it exposes flaws. Like 4K instantly. looks great. It's You have to turn off the motion blurring thing on 4K TVs. Anyway, anyway, we're back with Alina and the Darkling. <laughs> wow. Not to get into the technical side of 4K. But so yes. Alina and the Darkling, he puts a hand on her shoulder and is like, you need to remember who's driving this thing. As in, I am controlling you. Your power is mine right now. I have your power. I have my power. Don't try anything because you can't. Uh, makes a path through the fold. Very fancy. Nice little tunnel. Yeah. That could just be her job. She could just ferry people around the fold. Look at that. Um, yeah, but that that's still very powerful. That's still yeah, but like, extremely powerful. You know, while you're waiting to figure out how to destroy it anyway. Anyway, yeah, so he owns her. He owns her power. This is, this is his now. Um, meanwhile, downstairs, the crows are still just chilling. They're waiting for an opportunity for the, just to present itself. I guess they're waiting to get out of the fold. Well, they, they were going to do. Yeah. Kaz wanted to wait to get out of the fold before they make any type of actual move. Um, but still don't know what the move was going to be once they. I don't know how you like, think you're going to fight the Darkling. But he's like, you know, I recognize that look. A man consumed with vengeance. Jesper's like, you see it in the mirror every day? Mic drop. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you didn't I have mean, to do him like that. You didn't. You, was that necessary? Are we doing this? Or you don't have to do him like that. There Let was the no actual purpose. There was no actual purpose for that besides to get a snarky line out of Jesper in that moment. So. Which makes, I mean, Jesper's a snarky guy, but like, can we? And this is where I get uncomfy again, because Inej finds Maul and then all of them are talking. This timelines, man, the timelines are converging. I don't like it. Uh, but yeah, they find Maul and this dumbass just this guy is just dumb i don't know how to explain it this guy's just dumb yeah no i don't understand his thought process it, it literally is just i'm just moving without thinking yeah which we see later on when he finally makes a move and it's just oh my god stupid and it, his when we get to that part and all his action in this whole thing this whole episode has been just kind of dumb yes and and not even strategic so it's like you're going to die eventually dude <laughs> like somehow you keep going it, on this path yeah yeah you're just gonna die like throughout this actual whole story 
now that I think about it, he doesn't have any improvement as a character. He does not. He does not. I feel about oh. Show Mall the way a lot of people feel about Book Mall. Because I have always defended Book Mall. A lot of people don't like Mall in the books. Um, and I think it's just because they like the Darkling so much. Um, but yeah, a lot of people do not like Maul as a character, as a person, whatever. And I've always defended him. Like, I I like him. I hate Show Maul. I feel yeah. that I'm like, you know what? I understand y'all now. If this is how he was, I would have hated him too. His character is, is kind of, I don't know. What it, like, is what? Is what? Like, for nothing. It, 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 yeah, I'm saying he's kind of just there. Like, as a, he's a plot point for, you know, for uh, Alina to be motivated not to go with the, you know, Alex. Cool. His name is the Darkling. You know what his name is. It's Alex. I know, because um, I've read two books from now. Yeah, and I know, because I've watched the show, I and they it. said his name was Alex. <laughs> so, there you go. It, it, no, his, his, I don't know, his character didn't evolve at all. at all for me yeah so and there's that but, evolution like, in the book because he's a different person in the beginning than he is at the end because he has to go through that you know i see you now like he's a different person between page one and page 356 you get that from him you don't get that here and, because they just skipped over all of it and we're like nah from and, the beginning and they seem like they're this and they're in the same spot that they were before because in the beginning very first episode he was still that person that would care for her and, and try to look out for her you're just that person the same way now yeah there's no romantic involvement because one those letters never got uh taken and two they never even showed any romantic involvement between the two they really did. i didn't notice until you said it i don't think they kissed not one time because not in one the, time in the book it's after he says the i see you line and i'm like and did they, they kiss not then? kiss in the show no no because the thing so what are we doing he says he says after he says I see you is when they're when she has the sun in her hands, basically. Yeah. And I thought that was the opportune time. It and, is, because that's when it happens. And, but no, nothing. I don't not know even, what we're doing here. Not even a blush. So <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. But Above she was decks. so quick to, to her and the darkling was so quick to make out as fast as possible. I mean, did did you see him though? Nah, don't give me that. Did you don't see him though? That. Like, who wouldn't? Let's be real. Above the decks. Above as you decks. Were saying. <laughs> so we get a simultaneous kind of um look at both the Darkling and the West Robkin general, kind of saying the same thing of like neither of them wants the fold destroyed. So yes. the Darkling is talking about, you know, why would I destroy the fold? Because Lena's like, let's just do it now. We're already here. You have me here. Let's just destroy the fold. And he's like, this is the best weapon we have. Meanwhile, so do it live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> Meanwhile, the West Robkin general on the other end um, is waiting for them to come through. And he's like, the second they're through, kill her because we don't yeah, want slot them to destroy this fold. Slot, which I wish they would have shown a little bit more instead of just this like background exposition on Slotten mm -hmm. um, of like why he wants to keep it independent or why he wants to, you know, show yeah. more of his little motivations. Like, can we get five minutes of him in the eight? uh episodes we got none we got background and everybody telling us you know his plans but no one ever showed because they don't really so. talk about the fact that like a lot of people don't respect the king like he's kind of seen as this lazy bum of a man um who has let their country fall into 
like fall back technology wise because he's so like he's like i have my grisha army i have my second army like we don't need all these weapons that they have so they've fallen behind technologically because of that and then he just doesn't really care for like his people all that much are they do they think they showed that by making him an overweight guy which is terrible it's a yeah, terrible that's what I'm way saying. to show that. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's just like, we're just going to put that on them. And... Which, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So that's, I can, I know why the rest, the West Rock in general, he just doesn't want to be a part of this. Anymore. He's like, you're people, like, you're king. I don't want a part of that. I don't want him ruling me. The guy's an idiot. And he's obsessed with all you freaky Grisha people. So we're just going to peace out over here. And we have this nice, convenient, giant fucking curtain to just hold us off. Yeah, I, they could have done more with Zlatan. They they could have done more. I will tell you, um, if they were gonna put him in the show, they should have. He's not in the books. Really? He's not in. He's not in this. I don't. The name Zlatan sounds familiar, so he may be in one of the others. Um, and I don't know if he's in Siege and Storm or Rune and Rising, but he's not in Shadow and Bone because I did just well, read that this week, and he's not in there. Yeah, I mean the name definitely sounds familiar. I mean he's a you know, world class striker, plays for AC Milan, but I don't. Is that a I soccer just, thing? It, Wow. I don't even know what a striker is, dude. Oh, yeah, you do. Anyway, we're moving on because you're upsetting. Well, you will learn. You will learn. Oh, my God. So the Darkling begins to expand the fold, and my next note just says, so about Zoya's family. Oh, yeah, no, they're... They're they're hurt at least. Yeah, that was like real close. It's literally one, two, three, four bullet points that separate Zoya has family in Nova Kabursk. About Zoya's family. But what about, like, how far out did this fold reach? Because it seemed like you just reached kind of the docks. Right? Now, he, he basically envelops all of Nova Kabursk. He takes that whole city. Uh, and then stops see? It. it just looks like it was the outskirts to me. And, like, there's not really a... I feel like the show has done a good job of making you think that West Ravka and Ravka are two different countries because they're trying so hard to secede and they look, you know, obviously this guy's trying to fight them. But like mm -hmm. Alina, the first thing she does is look back at him and she's like, those are your own people. What the hell are you doing? Ooh, no, yeah, that makes sense though. Yeah, I mean, so. It's supposed, you know, it's supposed to be one country, you know. And that's what he says. He's like, no, they were traitors. They wanted to secede. This is what happens. He's like, this yeah. is why I wanted them for my demonstration. Uh, and then he turns to the rest of the delegation and he's like, this is what's going to happen to you guys, too, if you don't fall the fuck in line. But it's like, what are, what, what are you going to do, bro? We could shoot you. We literally have armies. I mean, you guys aren't immortal. Maul just tried to, like a bunch, and it didn't work. Okay. I'm not going to hedge my bets on the dumb guy the dumb jock that's Can what i'm not gonna do as he evidence finally, he's like i never said i was smart and then goes up to like storm upstairs to go fight this man and like and he starts shooting fails. other people why yes, don't you oh because he's never said he was smart he's, he's an so idiot dumb. and it was a very apparent in this in this whole series that <laughs> yeah this dude so was stupid. just he was just pushed along by plot like never anything like I feel like he never had a, a single smart idea throughout the whole show. No, he really didn't. He heard a noise he, and followed it to find a stag. That's that. That was like the extent of things that he did to push the plot along. But like this idea that he goes up and you have the element of surprise for about half a second. And what do you use that for? You start shooting people that aren't the Darkling. I don't even know. I think he just shot other 
like like other people on board. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, you dumbass? And immediately a heart render gets him. And so Inej goes up with him. She does manage to use her surprise well because she's fucking Inej. She's the rape. Yeah, she's an assassin, you know? Like she's assassino. She's Batman. It makes sense. And so she actually does manage to stab him right in the chest. Doesn't work, but you know, good for her. So is that like a thing though? Like, can knives just not hurt him? I don't know. He, he just pulls it out of his chest. And it and like, like it starts to do that like Merzost thing where like he gets like the black veins up his skin and then he pulls it out. So I don't know what the hell that was. So is he, he's a healer now, too. No, I don't right? know what we're doing. He's multitasking. <laughs> I don't it's, know. It's, he's got that ability. I have no idea. But so so there's Wasted a couple opportunities. of opportunities. And he he announces his dark plan. And he announces it differently than he does in the book. Because I think I just read to you the, the book passage where he talks about his plan. And in the book, he he's like, This is this is what it is now. There is no uh, you know, Shuhan, there's no uh Fierda, there are no more borders, there are no more wars. This is it. This is the world. What are the there's flag peace. smashers over here? What yeah, are you essentially. About here? He's the flag okay. smashers. And in the in the show, all he's you know, he he phrases it differently because he's like, you will all bow to Ravka. You will all listen to us like we rule the world now, which is not the sentiment he went for in the book. And it's a little Mm. harder. I feel like when you're going for that, the villain thinks he's the good guy thing. You lose your high ground when you're like, all of you will bow to me. He still feels like he has the high ground in the book because he's not playing it that way. He's not saying it that way. He's saying, we're getting rid of all the borders. We're getting rid of all the wars. It's not just Ravka. It's not just there's no more war with Ravka. There's no more war. Hmm. So he loses some of his moral high ground in the show. And I'm not sure why we went that way, but okay. Uh, Just to, I mean, you got to give them sympathy in the beginning. And then you got to take it away, apparently, so you can confirm that they're the bad guys. So that their quote-unquote death is justified, you know? I guess. You're like, oh, well, he is actually bad. But But it's at at this point that kind of all hell breaks out is when Inej throws her knife. Uh, Zoya starts trying to be like, nah, let's get the fuck out of here. What are we doing? Jesper comes up. He's like, nah, I'm not, not staying down here. I'm not staying with you. Everybody goes for it. Uh, and Kaz kind of lags behind. He does. He does. Oh, and to go back to an earlier episode where I was talking about Grisha and heart renders and how, you know, you can't take on a whole group at once. Apparently, just kidding, Ivan takes out every fucking ambassador Uh, on that Drops at least six of them. Drops uh, all of them at once. A single swoop of his hands. So. Like, just like, all of you guys are dead. I'll just go fuck myself, I guess. I don't know what we're doing there. You you know nothing. Apparently. You know nothing. But he takes out the entire group. I did like uh, the little Darkling line of like, oh, I have to make that whole speech again. That was was a fun fun line. Good for you. Add a little levity to this dark scene right here, this murder. Zoya gets Volkred, and Nej is fighting Volkra. Uh, It's it's a whole thing. But... (sighs) I'm trying not to be uncomfy. I'm like, they've never seen a Volcra. They've never seen this. They've never been here. This is awkward. I don't like it. Well, they're not supposed to be able to see them anyway, right? No, they can. You can see the Volcra. Oh, you're saying No, I'm talking dark. about like, because it's, it's dark in there. It's yeah. It's too dark. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I guess. So, there you go. You've never seen a Volcra. I mean, nobody's no, ever seen a Volcra until they die. No one. They just know they're dead. But then Kaz comes in with the cane. Killing yeah. it. Yeah. 
Because she is fucking left and right throwing her daggers, taking them down, and she does run out at some point. Like Hawkeye. So, is she gone? Are those daggers gone now? They're just out? I guess so, yeah. She's never getting those back. I mean, and then apparently later on in the episode, we find out that they have names. Yeah, they didn't ever mention it, and maybe it's because it wasn't the right set or something, but if I remember correctly, her knives are all named for saints. Here's the thing. Maybe that's where she just started it. Yeah, maybe that's how and, it starts, and that's what they're going to do And there. And now, yeah, now Six I'm, of Crows. I'm guessing her little letter opener is going to be named, you know, Sancta Alina. There you go. And then that's where she's going to start her new set of saint knives, I guess. See? That's all, all, now that's technically prequel stuff. Yeah. So, go. Kaz gets his moment to come in and save the day and kill the Volcra in front of her. And mm-hmm. then here's where things get a little weird with how this plays out. Because it plays out really weird in the show. So, Alina is still chained to the deck. Um, I believe, is this where she sees the, oh, she starts hallucinating the stag. Yeah, the stag comes out of, uh, like, the light, and um, he kind of just walks from offset. Yeah. <laughs> just in Enter into stage frame. left. Yeah, and he's just standing there as if that's supposed to trigger something in her. I don't but know. But what they did was they showed a knife next to her. Like it made they, it look, I was like, is she going to have to kill the hallucination stag? And that yeah, don't count as her exactly. killing it, and now it's her power? I don't understand. But it didn't mean anything. No. It came out to be nothing. It was like, why did you focus the camera on something if it meant nothing at all? Because then she just grabs it and she uses it to stab the Darkling through the hand. That's another one of, like, the stabbing through the hand is like, it gets me. It's like the armpit stab. I don't, I don't like it. So she stabs him through the hand. His disgusting amplifier goes flying off into the ether and no longer, I guess, has control over her. That's got to be a one in a million shot for you to get it that accurately yeah. to where it stabs yeah. the the thing out of his hand. And then it actually comes out of his I don't know. I don't understand the physics of these things that are embedded in your body. Exactly. I don't get exactly. it. Exactly. That's why I'm like, it's a one in a million shot. But she but starts, she made it. you know, she's like, well, I didn't get it before, but now I do. And now I can explain it to you. So the power, so the, the way that amplifiers have worked or do work is that um, whoever kills it gets the power. So that was the whole thing is that the Darkling had killed the the stag. So even though he put the amplifier on her, he controlled that power. And when, you know, he didn't have to have a piece of it in him. It was just because he controlled the amplifier. He controlled that power. He put it on her and now he controls her. And so it, it's at this point in the book that she kind of comes to the realization that, um, You know, along with all this, it's been a while since between the stag dying and getting to this point, it's been a number of days. And every night she's dreaming about the stag. So the things that we saw on the show, now she's doing. And she's she's thinking of it as nightmares. She's like, I just watched this thing die. And now it's it's basically haunting my nightmares. Like, I can't unsee this, this horrible thing that happened. Um, And so she's kind of seeing it as this thing is haunting her. And she comes to the realization that, no, it was trying to tell her something because she spared its life. For no reason other than she couldn't kill it. Because it wasn't in her best interest to spare its life. It would have helped her if she had killed it. But she couldn't do it. And it's kind of, it comes to her attention. She comes to the realization that for sparing the stag's life, she owns that life just as much as whoever took it did. So it's been her power the whole time. And when she realizes that, it's like a it's like a lock coming off. It's like unlocking this power. So the whole time she can feel kind of this 
hand on her power. She can feel the Darkling controlling her. But as soon as she realizes that it was hers the whole time, that feeling goes away and she basically unlocks it all. And it's hers again. He can't control her anymore. I mean, it seems like it's a long way to get there. It's not. It's very fast. <laughs> it's just, it's very quick. But like, basically it was mercy. Her her own mercy helped her, you know, it, and it becomes a part of like, that's what saved her. Her willingness to not kill for her own best interest made it so that it worked out in the end, even though, you know, it would have been better for her to just kill it as far as she knew. She wasn't going to get anything for sparing its life. There was no other way. She just couldn't do it. Mm. You know? So... And this point, you know, clearly that's not where we're going, um, but whatever. She And then this is, like, it also, when she realizes this, for some reason, the stag just, like, grows back into her bone. This is disgusting. It just yeah, melts back into her own body, her. and it's gone. Which, like, it's a we're going to, like, that's, like, I guess, like, a whole thing we're going to skip of her realizing that she just has this collar now that she can't get rid of. So and, does it not meld into her? No, it doesn't. She just has it, and she can't get rid of it. And so, like... She's wearing like big fluffy scarves at the end to try to hide it. And she's like, what are we going to do come summer? Like, this is going to be a problem. Just meld it into your flesh. It's disgusting. That's disgusting. all you got to do. So that happens. Um, Maul. Uh, okay. Maul tackles again, the Darkling. Yeah, I was going to say, again, he makes a decision that. So stupid. Makes no sense whatsoever. He just is like, I got to be in this. This was just for him, for the writers to be like, he needed something to do. Mm-hmm. Like, so let's have him do this. So he tackles like, the Darkling and tries to take on a 400-year-old man who's been training to fight his whole life. So I don't, know I don't understand. It should have been a it should have been a, a Batman versus Citizen type of fight. <laughs> like, he should have just been beat to, like, where he could barely move. Yeah. If this, is, if this dude has been training for hundreds of years... As a soldier, and even before then, because he, you know, helped win a war for the first guy, you know, that he was working for. Mm-hmm. How is Mal, who hasn't seen any combat, holding anything? I mean, I mean you what, forget he saw because... combat in Fierda. Okay, because he boxed a couple of people. And he Get was a street fighter. Yeah, that's true. Get out of here. Get out of here. So in the in the book, what happens at this point is so. Uh, the Darkling has that, you know, speech to to Alina about how, like, I'm going to kill him and watch you, you know, make you watch. So she's not chained to the deck, which is a very important thing. So as soon as they chained her to the deck, I was like, all right, we're doing different things here. So in, in the book, he Sparta kicks Maul off the skiff and then is like, keep going. And her dome of light, he's controlling. So he controls the size of it. And he's just having them, like, slowly drive away. And she's watching this wall of light, the only thing that's protecting him while he's on the ground, just get closer and closer to him until the darkness swallows him. And, like, that's when she has her big moment of, like, realizing she has this power and she can overtake it again. But, like, she watches him, essentially, as far as she knows, die to get there. Oh, so he just gets engulfed in the the darkness? Yeah, and she's like, all right. And as soon as you're in there, like, he's going to die. Like, once he's in the darkness, the Volker are going to get him. Um, Uh And this is where there's a big power moment for her that we took out of this. Because that's when she realizes her power is her own. And she turns back and she uses the cut. That big show-stopping move that the Darkling has now done like four times in the show. He's done once, I think, in the book. Twice in the book. 
Um, and she accesses it for the first time. And they talk about the first time he does it, how difficult it is. He's like, almost no one can do it. Summoners can do it, but almost no one actually can because of the amount of control and the amount of power that it takes. And she has Summoners. this big moment of, yeah, anybody, Squallers, uh, Inferni, uh, any of them can theoretically do it, but so few actually can. So oh, she turns just, around. But it would be, it would, it would just be made of whatever their yeah. specialty is. So like it'd be a, a blade, oh, a uh, uh, fire cut or a wind yeah. cut or a water cut. Okay. So she turns around, she uses the cut and she takes down the mast of the skiff. And then she bounces. She runs out, she jumps off and she runs to Maul and she leaves all of them to die. But the thing I don't understand is then what about, what about the crows? They're not where, there, where, Aaron. They're not where, there. Where, she just leaves them on the boat. Yes. If they were there, she would have left them. She leaves everyone to die. Even Zoya? I don't even remember if Zoya's there. Wow. And okay. it like it haunts her. It's like the worst thing she's ever had to do because she can hear them screaming as she's running away. And she just ha- like she grabs Maul and they run out of the fold and she leaves all of them to die. Who else? So it's the diplomats on the boat. I know that. The diplomats on the I'm boat, guessing- the Darkling, all of the Grisha that were with him. Uh, all of the soldiers that were with them, like just normal people. Okay. Okay. And it's like, it, it destroys her. So the fact that you're getting rid of that kind of takes away from some character development that develops over the next little while. Was like Ivan there too? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to remember. (laughs) All right. But yeah, so that's how like that plays out in the book is that she, she saves the day. And then she fucking kills everybody. And then she and Maul escape into the night. Or actually into the day. Because they leave the fold. Go into the sunlight. And that's mm. how they get out. And, you know, so she leaves everyone to die. Including the Darkling. So as far as she knows, they're all dead. <laughs> yes. Yes. But not in the show. But in this one, you know, Maul gets to a point where he's distracted the Darkling long enough for the Volker to come. And the Volker go after the Darkling. For some reason, don't go after Maul. Don't know what that's about. That is true, yeah. They like only they're... there was like four of them on him too, and not one of them was like, "Hey, there's I could have this one all to myself." Yeah, and he gets but his again, Darkling gets his ass he's, kicked. He's so protected by plot that yes, he, all his you know plot that armor. wasn't gonna happen. Yeah, they're all so. kind of plot armor at this point because Alina is knocked out, so nobody has any light. They are all fighting Volcra. like they're all surviving way too long. Well, what's kind of dumb is the heart wrencher Ivan. You actually killed all the yeah, taken out. You only... killed all the diplomats, <laughs> but you didn't want to when when you came to fighting anybody else. He didn't do that. Oh yeah, the whole group. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm Just like one at a time after that. Okay. All right. I don't know what's happening, but you get Stay your quick. very emotional scene of Maul, of who apparently climbed back on the skiff somehow. That was a far drop. Ma, you know, holding on to Alina and begging her to come back to him. And, oh, teary-eyed. And I'm just like, are we doing this? Are we doing this? Don't you don't you dare say meet you in the meadows. He's like, like, that's my right, line. Right. You can't take that from me. All right, let's let's get rid of let's get rid of these characters. But she does, she comes back, she's got her light, she shreds of Okra, and they all uh, the rest of them make it out. So the only ones I guess I guess that are alive is uh Alina and Maul, Zoya and the Crows. Yes. That's it. That's Everybody all he survived. Died. Everybody Which, else I mean, died. I mean, that's fine. Honestly. That, that's that's fine. 
It's yeah. It it, sh- it should have just been. It should have been the Six of Crow show. <laughs> like that's what it should have. They're been. they're more interesting characters for sure. They're and they're then, more you complex know, characters. This is what it should have been. They should have done Six of Crows, and then just intertwine prequel stuff of of Shadow and Bone, eh. and just yep, yeah, lightweight on it. Mm. Lightweight on it, heavyweight on nah, six. Nah, I don't think that works because six uh, Shadow and Bone is a bigger story than Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom. So to okay, sandwich can... a much larger story into the meat of a smaller story is weird. Nah. Yeah, that's weird. Nah, it would have been fine. You, we didn't even we didn't need to know Alina, you know, as much as we did. We could have just left her as like, oh, she's a special girl that was an orphan once. Wow, that's and... really a special girl that was once an orphan. Yep, and we need to smuggle her out. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I would have focused on the six no, no. of crows, guys. I would have, I would have focused on them. Whatever. That yeah. yeah, you can't. You just can't. You can't fit that story in there. I'm telling you, yeah, you can't. Yeah, there's two you more books don't... we got to get through. There's two more books we got to get through, and then two after that, and then two after that. I think that's the only problem is that there's more because at the end of everything, you know, they all leave the skiff because they made it through. And they're sitting by the fire reminiscing about what just happened. Um, and it's kind of like a, a thing where it's it, it seems like they're getting ready to part ways. Because, like, they're all saying kind of their... Is. And then, like, 20 minutes later, you're like, are they all on the same boat? On the exact same <laughs> boat. This is the You know what it now. is? It's when, you, like, you say goodbye to somebody and then you realize you both parked in the same place. So you start walking exactly. the same direction and it's really awkward. Exactly. But it's, I'm like, how did that even happen? And then our last little bit of story, or not story, but our last little bit of uh, plot bringing things together, you get Nina, who just happens to be on the exact same boat as everybody. Yep. Might as well just say everybody was on the boat. Everybody's on the like, boat. Like, oh, like just uh, every character that was in there. Zoya shows up. You got uh, Ginja that shows up eventually. Ginya. Like, the king is here. What is he doing oh here? God. Oh, my gosh. Everybody's here. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so they, they have their little moment at the fire. I'm very uncomfy. All of them are together. The crows, Zoya, Alina, and Maul, and they're all kind of just like, you know, I guess we're going. Alina gives uh, Kaz the jewels that she was wearing, which I guess are very, very, very expensive. Because he says Did that one. Did we see one... her steal that at one time? No, she was wearing it on the boat. Oh, okay, it was okay. part of her. I think it was in her hair, maybe. I think it was the jewels that were in her hair. I think I had far too not cared about their character arc oh, wow. by then. So she burns the clothes. She doesn't want anything uh, related to it anymore, um, and gives Kaz the jewels to stay quiet. He's like, she's like, just don't tell anybody that I'm alive. Keep your mouth shut. Here you go. You can have this. Uh, and and Kaz says that one of them. We'll pay for Inej's indenture. And okay, I so that means he's going to be extremely rich in the next one because there's that's a lot why of jewels I, in I don't that know bad what we're doing. Like, I don't know. I don't know what we're doing here. I guess he's going to be the king of crows. Uh, <laughs> I have next, questions, man. I don't know what next we're doing. Because, like, if he had to be like the whole thing together, might pay off some of your indenture. I'd be like. Okay, like maybe that's like because he had five payments left. Maybe that takes care of three of them or something. Maybe it even takes care of four of them. The whole thing, but like, nope. I don't. This was weird. 
He's like, yeah, one half of this is is ten times your indenture. So basically, <laughs> but as he tells Alina, the deal is the deal, and he'll keep his mouth. Is that another line? It is. is that another line? line? Oh, That's a Kaz line. The deal is the Whatever. deal, Aaron. Whatever. It, uh, it doesn't. It doesn't mean anything in this series because it's the not deal a shadow. Is the deal, Aaron? Okay, well then you tell me this deal. What page does that line in Shadow and Bone come in? Uh, nothing, because these people do not. Exist oh, in nothing. Shadow and Bone. Exactly. These people don't exist in this book. Terrible. But yeah, so the the book leaves off. Um, Alina and Maul, you know, kind of stagger their way out. They find an orchard, um, and they kind of huddle in like an abandoned house. He manages to go into town and get some like hideous clothes for them so that they can blend in. Gets her a scarf so she can hide her uh, her collar, it's like big fluffy scarf. She's like, this is gonna be a problem, but we'll figure this out. Oh, you're out. talking about the book now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What to say? What do you mean? I literally started she... the sentence within the book. Oh, I, I, I got into the back to details. our trailer. Let's go back to our trailer, but you don't listen to me when I speak. I listen to you all the time. Uh-huh. It's been 25 hours. <laughs> all right, it's been 25 hours. <laughs> Uh yeah, so they and they we, we kind of uh leave off with the two of them um get boarding a ship and being on their way. And, and the crows are there too. The, world. the crows are not there. The crows are 15, there. okay? They're 14 and 15 years old right now. They can still be there. I they're mean, not there. You don't they're, need to be a certain age to be on a boat. They're not there, Aaron. They don't exist yet. They exist. They don't, don't exist. Don't deny their existence just because they're not in the vicinity. Jeez. They don't exist. Uh, but wow. yeah, so that's that's where the book leaves off. But the uh, the show, you know, you have Zoya who's like, I'm going to go look for my family. In what? In this is what I don't what? understand either. Because I, that was a her, weird way to the, leave her. The whole town is engulfed in the darkness. You can't do that by yourself without the Sunbringer. Yes. And... So what are you doing? You're going to sit at the edge and kind of look inside? Is yes, that what we're doing? I guess so. This is the stupidest thing ever. But If she... they show in the next season her walking through an engulfed city, looking around for Hilarious. evidence of her family, that will be stupid. And she's using her wind powers to push back the darkness? No, that's not how that works. I, you don't know what works or how what works now. This could be a thing. Anyway. anyway. Well, Yes. Alina, uh, Alina can't stay in Ravka is basically what Zoya tells her. She's like, I don't like you still. I'm like, bitch, who asked? Why did you need to start like that? It's like, I don't like you, but I'm grateful for you. And you can't stay here. You need to get the hell out of this country. Uh, the apparat is going to try to hold on to power because he essentially is ruling now in the king's stead while the king is sick, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, and Grisha are going to be hated once again because this was not how this was supposed to go. Okay. That's where we're at. And uh, she does make the point that, you know, Alina's a saint now, but you know, the saints become martyrs, so don't die. And they become martyrs in very ugly ways. Yeah, we got a little explanation in that. Or you told me that a few episodes back about them dying or doing and then getting their powers or something or I mean, something it's, like they, they, Yeah, the saints perform miracles, but they all die in horrible, horrendous ways. Yeah. Like really yeah, yeah. just the worst. Uh, and yeah, so that's kind of where we leave them, um, until we all board the same boat. The, the crows start walking off in what is apparently the same direction, but their own direction. You get a little, uh, a little Kaz and Inej moment of, uh, he's going to keep his promise. He's going to buy her out of her contract and that he needs her. 
cool. And once again, exactly, that reaction right there. You have not earned that line from him. Oh, whatever, whatever. <laughs> I am so upset. Oh, we haven't earned any of this character development with them. And Inej and- is like, just like, you know, I want to go see the look on Helene's face. And then we'll see what I do from there. No promises. You're going to stay with, shut up. You're going to stay with <laughs> me. That's what he should have said. Like, I, I got you. No, I Kaz, the character development here that we haven't earned, I swear to God. Uh, and then, oh, how the turntables with Nina and Matthias. Yeah, I can kind of say uh, I could see it, you know, from from what he's he's doing. Like, he was already distrusting. Oh, yeah, this then, just proves everything that he yeah. has been told. But, like, you were blacked out for most of the time, bro. So... You kind of don't really know anything. But this thing where, like, she's explaining to him, like, oh, if, you know, if I hadn't done that, they would have killed you. And I had to fall on the mercy of Chris. She doesn't get a chance to explain any of that to him. Mm. He, Yeah, she has no chance to even speak with him. So these, like, six words she gets to exchange with him. No, she never gets a chance to do that. It's not like she's visiting the slavers in their cells on the ship. Yeah, yeah, that's no. exactly what happens. But it's not. <laughs> but like, and then you get like poor Matthias, who was like just kind of starting to question his brainwashing, and this is just all of it. Nope, he firmly believes it was just a cruel joke the whole time. You just wanted to see if you could trick the naive young boy into believing you. Everything that everybody ever told me was right. Everything that Broom ever told me was right. Because they mentioned his commanding officer, I think, two or three times in the show. Um. And so everything that that guy ever told me was right. You're all evil. You're all terrible. And I'm going to kill you. So when they meet up later on in life, it's the two years later? Yes. Okay. Okay. So I don't, at that point, I want to say it's a year after this. So there, again, there are converging timelines. So I think there's a year between this happening and then the start of Six of Crows. That's still a long time to stew over something. Yeah. So he <laughs> is rightfully angry. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so, you know, that's the thing. That's where we leave them. And then suddenly they're all on the same boat. So you have Matthias and Nina, uh, Jesper, Inej, and Kaz, Alina, and Maul all on the same boat, apparently. Yeah. Heading yeah, from Los Carabo to Kirch. Because that's their, that's their, uh, that's the crew now. That's the crew crew. What Everybody's is? together. That's the that's all six of the crows. Everybody, that's exactly what they that just were, happened. I just named seven people, Aaron. No, well, Matthias is not involved. Wow. He's, okay. He's a jail. He's in jail. I'll tell you right he's now, Alina and Maul are not in the six of crows. They're in the six of crows. They're, they're not. Six, they're part of the six. They're not. They're 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 part of the six now. What well, can you? I mean, well, I, you can't just write them out. What yeah, if I can. first? Yeah, what if can. I for the first time? What if I for the first time in watching this show, and then season two pops up, and they decided they want to do Six of Crows for the season two? No, and no. I got no, I got no Alina in. in See, Mall? that's what I'm concerned about is that they're gonna go to season two and they're gonna do Siege and Storm and Six of Crows at the same time, which I don't want them to do because Siege and Storm is book oh, yeah, two no. of Shadow and Bone, and then Six of Crows, you know, later on. But I don't want them to con like conflate those two together because six of crows needs its own story it's i will say however that siege and storm in my opinion is the weakest of the shadow and bone trilogy so like if they wanted to skim over some things or change some things that might be okay so they might do that like it might be a thing where it's the uh like a really light version but it, 
heavy half of the season. I, I mean, that's just my opinion. I, I don't know that other people agree. Uh, I don't know if that's like a. But you said, but you said there's three. Yes, there are three. You said there's th- so then. It's just Siege and Storm yeah. has big second book syndrome, and it's just kind of like uh, just trying to get to just get me to the third book. Honestly, I don't know. Yeah, but that's kind of where we leave. They're all on the they're all on the ship. Uh, the crows decide that they need a heart render again, and who should be overhearing them very conveniently? A lot but our of overhearing new favorite in this show. <laughs> Nina Zenick. A lot of lot of overhearing in this show. A lot. A lot of it. Yeah. So there, you know, you get those four hanging out together, Alina and Maul. And like, I was like, oh, they reused a set again. They look like they're on the same boat. And then when they pan over their shoulder, I was like, oh, fuck, they are on the same boat. What are we doing? Hey, you just fix it up. It's just a fixer upper now. Oh, my God. You know, you can get the Fentomen line, which, like, I guess you wanted to put that in there. uh, What what line was that? that. The the guy that walks past them and he's, you know, good Morgan Fentomen. Uh, which means good morning, ghost, because they keep calling them Fentomen, because Alina and Maul are oh. on this, this ship, and everybody keeps calling them Fentomen because they're, like, quiet, and they just basically stand at the prow of the ship and look over the water, and they're incredibly pale. So everybody calls them ghosts. Oh, okay. Yeah. This, this missed, the thing. Missed, I got the ghost part. Like, I heard the ghost in there, but I missed the importance. And then Maul was also like, it also means survivor. Shut up. No, it doesn't. No, you you did. When you're a ghost, usually that's kind of the opposite of a survivor. But you and know, then nice before try. we truly leave, you know, we gotta like now that the Darkling's dead, we'll come back and destroy it. And then who should come wandering out of the fold? Yeah, uh, Billy Barnes. Russo <laughs> and his cut up face. He, he is, is now Jigsaw. They're all they're once again. Him once again with the season two where he's got a fucked up yep. face. Man. No, it, what do you mean? No, his face was not messed up in season really two of, of Punisher. They gave him though. cat scratches. That's what they gave him. That I was, was like, upsetting. who is that person? That. I've read the comic books with Jigsaw. His face is mutilated. This not, guy nope. is they not. Him. They tyrion him. Because yes, same in, thing in Game yeah. of Thrones. Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard people say that like Tyrion's face is jacked yeah. in the books. But in this, in yeah, no, they gave him cool scars. Is what they did. Exactly. So he's got yeah. these cool bleeding scars, and he can now control the Volcra and take them out of the fold with him. But they looked humanoid. They always looked humanoid. Like they, didn't, they didn't look like they had wings, is what I'm saying. Oh, some of them do. And, well, actually, I think all of the Nishevaya, which is what they end up being called, I think all of them have wings. Because in the Cause they were show, just kind of they were just winged creatures. They so fucking cool, though. Like, the way the shadows are, like, dripping off. Oh, it was such a good effect. So, he's still fresh. Nothing has been exposed about him. What do you he mean? Could walk into, he oh, could yeah. walk into the palace, and he just gets right back into power. Because everybody's nothing dead, has so, been, like, nobody can Yeah, talk. everybody, exactly. So, anybody that was anybody, except for, like, maybe Zoya, can, can say anything. Although the uh, the uh, the Grisha that he left behind, like Genya wasn't there. So obviously there are some amount of Grisha that didn't come with them. We'll know what was supposed to happen and what didn't happen. And he's looking yeah, but, real messed. And where's Alina? Yeah, but Grisha, I mean not Grisha, but Genya, she's a part of the plan. Like, so No, I know, but I just like side. to illustrate the fact that there are clearly people that aren't there that know something, some level of what was supposed to happen. Yeah, and like he's so, gonna have like, to They just know stuff. his, yeah, his his plot has been foiled. But like, nonetheless, your leader is still there. 
He's also just very like weak that. at this point. Is he? Yeah. How? He's very weak at this point. I don't understand. You're not explaining how. He's got all his powers still. He seems like he got an upgrade because he, now he can pull them out of the uh, the fold. I guess we'll have to see what comes next season. feel like Billy Russo is stronger than he was before. <laughs> and now he definitely got his he, new scars. So, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, so we we'll, made we'll it see. through. We made it through the whole show. 28 whole hours oh later, everybody. You can't count. And we are, I'm sorry, I went to uh, school in Ravka. So. Oh, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. None of them. The, all right, yeah. Show Ravka was a whole, I don't know. Show Ravka was weird. They were dumb and racist in a way that they're not dumb and racist in the books. The, the more I think about the race relations in this show, the less I understand why they did it. Because none of it really adds up to anything important like it we, no, we it see doesn't. that she's half shoe and a couple times you know you have the blatant racism of people not liking her refusing to serve her um talking about her wondering why she you know if she can even speak the language like you get that like the very surface level easy to recognize racism but there's no yeah systemic like there's no uh way that like the government treats the shoe different there's no we look at the generational the we never saw like the we, shoe. Yeah. Like, how does her, how does, how is she half shoe? So I don't understand why you couldn't just cast an Asian actress and not worry about it. There was a thread on Twitter that I saw a while ago um, of somebody talking about, and usually it's the deal with white. They were like, this is usually the deal with white male authors. But like, you're going out of your way to create this uh, fantasy or sci-fi world. Why did you have to create racism? Why did that need to be a part of it? Because where does it come from? Because in the real world, you have hundreds of years of history where all that comes from. Where is it coming from in your story? And why are you not explaining that? The war from Shu. Exactly. The war with Shu. That's all they're explaining. But like this kind of blatant racism against the Shu isn't seen at all in Shadowbound. And that's because, you know, she's not Shu. But like, you just, why did they feel the need to add this for the show? Because it didn't add anything to it because you didn't, use it for anything it stopped becoming you apparent away, like three episodes in it just stopped mattering to take you away from the blatant racism against the black people in the show is what they put it in yeah there for. that was uh there were a multitude of times where it was like oh you're darker than this well we're gonna either kill you vilify you or manipulate you in somehow i think they did That's... kill almost every dark-skinned black person in the show her friend in the the blue didn't die. Oh right? yeah, Nadia didn't die. What happened to her? We just stopped she just her. faded into existence. Is what just happened. She just dematerialized. She Thanos snapped, and she wasn't there anymore. Yep. <gasps> Nothing after. That's all it was. You know who got? So we talked about this earlier. Botkin got shafted. Botkin was their only other shoe character. They created an entire. Oh, he was. He wasn't was. He? They created an entire storyline for shoe racism and didn't use their only other shoe character and gave him what nothing. episode was he in two i think because it's he gets one combat that lesson. far back that they, was extremely they, far back they did not need to, i think i feel pretty comfortable in saying they botched that attempt at a racism storyline that was, he was not episode good. three he was episode he three was episode three yeah he had maybe just... a few words and you don't get because he is so he's shoe and he's a shoe mercenary 
um, and who now works to train the Grisha. So he himself is not Grisha, but he trains them to, you know, be able to fight without their powers. And she notes that, like, his voice, he has a shoe accent, but when he talks, you can hear different bits and pieces of all, you know, all the places in the world that he's been and all the places in the world that he's killed. He's a very interesting character. But he, he is. And he's your he only other shoe character. And you completely wrote him out at the same time that you're trying. I don't know. That was a weird decision. They I also, they I mean, that. they also did not, because I'm looking at the scene right now where he's talking, and I'm looking now at background of things that, you know, should have been more uh, prominent, I guess, mm-hmm. in, in the show. A lot of waterbenders everywhere. A lot of them. I was just saying last episode, so we never saw a Tide Maker. Because everybody, there's red coats that have blue water designs on them, and I can, can tell it's a distinct design. Oh, those are who's... Uh, not not tide makers. Tide makers would have blue. They would be wearing blue. Okay, so then next to this person, blue person with blue little oh, designs on their coats. There you go. Like they're all uh, her friend, the 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 black girl. She's got a blue coat with the blue design on it, but she never oh, used her abilities yeah, in the show. No, we never saw that. So, Which is interesting because at their at the big party where they have the big reveal for everybody and she does her little demonstration, they have a whole thing where like tide makers bring a wave in, and it's like it's like a big part of the show. So wait a minute though. Uh, so reds never have any other abilities but fire. No, so the red coats are heart renders and healers. They're the the corporal key. The blue coats are the ethereal key, squalors, inferni, tide makers. That's so. The what wind does fire. so? What does the blue on the red coat mean then? Blue on red, I would assume, would be healers, because the red on red, or whatever Ivan wore, black on red, is heart render. Oh, we never see any actual like healers. We don't have. Yeah, we never to... see healers. Mm. And then the purple is the material key, the durus and the alchemy. We only saw a couple of those. Yeah, we only saw um, the author, David, and another, like, background character. I wanted to she pick that for herself. She's like, that's what I want to have. I don't know. Mm. So, yeah, that, the, I don't know why they went out of their way to try to make a racism storyline where one didn't exist. And it's funny because in, when, you know, leading up to Rule of Wolves coming out, I was, like, looking at other people talking about the book, and there were readers that were specifically talking about, like, I love that we have the Shuhan, and she doesn't try to make, like, a racism storyline out of this Asian country. Like, it's just there, but it's not, she doesn't create, you know, racism from it. But she did. No, she didn't. The show did. And I don't know why. It was just, I don't know why they decided to go that route. And I'm curious to see if other people felt the same. Um, Because we haven't, you and I have not looked at any reactions from the show. You and I haven't looked at like any. Nothing. Yeah. So I'm curious Because it's been 30 hours, Emma, straight, (laughs) nonstop, watching, recording. That's why. It has. I want to see whether or not other people felt the same way and whether or not they're ever going to respond to like the writers will ever talk about that. Um, Cause yeah, I don't understand why you didn't just cast an Asian actress and leave it there. Why did you have to create racism where none existed in the beginning? Hmm. And it goes back to that. Like you have a fantasy world. Why did you feel the need to create fantasy racism? Like classism would have been fine. Exactly. And there is plenty of classism in it because you talk about the fact that Alina is an orphan and a peasant and she grew up poor and she goes into this, this rich life and she sees the, the disconnect, but we just had to add in fantasy racism too, I guess. I don't know. That was a weird choice. 
Yeah, yeah. It was definitely a strange choice choice that didn't hit, even with a, a non-book uh, reader for it. So, I don't know. Somebody liked it. I guess. Somebody in that writer's group was like, this will be great. This will be, I want to know what the, I want to know what the, like, the ethnic breakdown of that writer's room was. Are you going to watch that? Because I just saw that it uh, recommended the Shadow and Bone after party. Are you going to watch that one? It was an after party? Shadow and Bone After Party stars Netflix Shadow and Bone discuss the show's epic combat scenes, answer some fan questions, uh, and Army versus Crows trivia, it says. 30-minute show on oh, Netflix. Maybe. I'm going to watch that at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so that was a weird change. Um, Maul being a completely different person in the book and the show was a weird change. Being a completely idiot, you mean? I feel like there was the fact that he's an idiot, but like I feel like that's also like a Lyra thing. Like I kept talking about how they wanted to make Lyra more likable. I think they wanted you to make to think of Maul as more likable because they but he they wasn't. were like he wasn't, but like he's more likable as the pining over her than maybe the aloof guy who doesn't notice her. I don't know what they wanted to do there because maybe they were just Dumb like choice. we don't want to wait until you know 300 pages for him to finally be into her we wanted to we want to get that going real early why why yeah no it, it was just for for their arc is it even an arc <laughs> for their for their line of uh plot it just kind of was it was mediocre to me at best there was nothing special between the, the special characters. Like, yeah. if I had to rate, which I don't really like rating overall, you Me know, uh, pieces of work, but it just was just kind of mediocre. Like, it, it the two of them feel two of them, but they brought down the score for overall. Yeah, that's fair. Like, they, if they were the focal point, you know, they're supposed to carry things. The focal point that carried my interest was the crows. That's just I'm telling you that's why they want they were like these are more interesting characters we want to make them we want to put them in here instead of spending time trying to make you more interested in the Shadow and Bone characters they were like people are going to like them more so we'll put them in this show but the problem is they could have made the Shadow and Bone characters like they focused on the wrong things you should have focused for sure on the little palace like in how that book does like the book the almost clo- entirely like, takes place at the little palace. That's outstandingly anime-ish with the freaking classes in within the school and the different costumes that they wear and stuff. That's what people flock to these different animes for. Whenever they see, oh, it's a school full of wizards and stuff like that, or ninjas, or or school full of warriors. Like they love yeah. that stuff. And then making different classes that people can identify and uh, uh, connect with. Yeah, that's a whole thing. Because you get this whole like, oh, what what house would you or like what power would you be? Would you be corporeal exactly. key? Would you be material key? Would you be ethereal key? Like, where would you be? But those words that you just said, they I never don't even say. think were uttered in the show. I think they, so. I got nothing. They like said that. a couple of them a couple times, but they never focused on it. It was just like a throwaway. So, yeah, so like you didn't build that community in the show. And in re- Whereas, like in return, they were just like, we'll put these other characters in because we like them more, and we'll sacrifice the Shadow and Bone storyline to do so. Yeah, bad, bad switch. Which is a bummer. Bad switch. And then, like, that becomes less easy to do in the next two books because you're building more on a story, so you have less that you can cut out. Like, you just Mm. keep getting a bigger and bigger story as you go into books two and three, and there's a lot less that you can just 
you know, yeet out of the story and still be okay. And they did take a whole lot out of this because they they basically took away the six months that she spent at the palace. Yeah, and reduced it to six minutes that she spends at the palace. Basically, that's that's so that's a lot of like did. I didn't like these things. I did like, and I knew it was going to be the one like really good thing. I really liked Ben Barnes as the Darkling. I thought he played that very very well. And up until they got like the weird backstory nobody asked for, I was feeling him. Okay. As a character. I mean, to me, he was kind of the the standard villain you place in that role. But he was good. The, the Darth, the Darth Sidious, uh, whatever. Yeah. Like, he didn't, that didn't really, again, I mean, I've already said my, my favorite part of the, you know, stuff. So, to me, just everything else just fell short of those characters. Like They're I'm interested so when, that, I really when that think comes out. When when those shows come out, you know, years from now, you got to read those. I feel like you would really like the Six of Crows books. Years from now, what do we? How long do you think it's going to take to get through two more books and then two books after that? All right. We need to fast track this no. thing. What are you talking about? Years from years now. I don't need. Now. I don't need years from now, Mall. <laughs> I don't need. I don't need that. And you know, if that's what you're thinking. That's what that's going to, you know, that's what they're going to shoot for. I don't need that. I don't need stupid decision for years because maybe he shows will... some growth, Aaron. Maybe he dies. He Who knows? I would. Okay. Let's, let's, let's hope for the best. That's what we'll say. Jesus Christ. That's what we'll do. That's what we'll do. Cause it, I mean, I'm sorry. His character, I can't, I can't take another season of him being useless it, and it's yeah, kind of it's kind of what he is in the next book i'm curious i gotta reread uh siege and storm and rune i don't what the thing is i don't want to reread siege and storm because that you said it was the weakest it's the weakest it's one of those like it spends i don't know it's it's not my favorite so they're not long so you could probably get through it in a couple days but i still don't really want to do it i'll do it before the next season mm. but overall like that, we kind of just crapped on it a lot. But overall, did you like enjoy the time you spent watching it? Uh, I, it's like I said, mediocre. Wow. I enjoyed. Wow. I enjoyed getting to the next six of crows planning. Wow. Part, heist part. Uh, schemes part. You're gonna love like, those books. Like that's what I enjoyed the most. It's never really. It never has to be the fancy, flashy superpowers that impress me. It could be more of the how do regular people survive in a world. Which is exactly where, what Six of Crows. You're going to love those books. Where, You're going to love where, it. Where there's just fantastical things happening around them. I'm always more fascinated by that person than the more powerful person in the, the stories. Like, which is why Kaz is so compelling. Because I mean, he, I'm a Batman yeah. fan. Come on, people. So you like Inej. Yeah. And then Inej, oh, yeah. She's, yeah. She is definitely uh, one of the favorite characters. Yeah, because she's gorgeous. I mean, she has a personality, Emma. Okay. <laughs> did you see she it? Is though? Not... Did you see it? Yeah. Or did you just I, see how I pretty she is? Barely t- can take my eyes off of it. What are you mm-hmm. talking about? Uh-huh. I saw her whole personality. Yeah. No, those are those are really good. Um, that's actually, I think the one of the stories that the author tells all the time is that when she first thought of Six of Crows. She was driving, she was just driving somewhere and she almost ran her car off the road because she saw like a billboard for Ocean's Eleven or something and then got this idea immediately and like got so distracted. She had to pull over and like write it down on a yeah. napkin or something. 
I mean, when the when the ideas come, I know I know how she is. When the ideas hit, they hit, and you got to get it down. It's good. It's good. That's so, a good feeling too. Yeah. It's a very I'm, good feeling. I liked it. Um, like I enjoyed the time I spent with it. I didn't think it's. I don't think it's the worst adaptation I've ever seen. Um, I think it definitely has its issues. It definitely has things where they change things for no reason. We've which we've been talking about for the last eight hours. Like there are things that I ch- they change that I don't understand why or what it added. Um, but it wasn't bad. The budget was really good, which always helps because like even if it's really bad, like at least it kind of looks good. Oh, it's kind of pretty. Because wow. that's the word. When you have the double whammy of like a really bad adaptation and really bad like effects, that hurts. That hurts you. Yeah. And I've seen stuff like that on Netflix. Yes. Yeah. So. So no, I, I, I enjoyed it. I really liked um, Jesse May Lee as Alina. I really liked Ben Barnes as the Darkling. Um, I don't know the actress's name, but I liked the girl who played Genya. I yeah, I like don't her too. love what we did with Zoya because I think like I get that I think they they didn't want her to have such a small part because she has a pretty small part in the book. But they were like, well, we're going to get this actress. We're going to pay her for it anyway. And we're going to need her. So, like, let's give her more time in this season, you know. So I, I I don't know. We did some things with it. I don't know why we decided to add in that Zoya used to bang the Darkling. That was weird. Hey, forgot about that till just now. You gotta give us something. You, you gotta give. Do us you something. though? She didn't. She Do didn't you? have anything. Because when you literally when you started talking about her, like I don't like what we did with Zoya. My first response to in my head was, "What did we do with her? <laughs> she did nothing <laughs> the whole time. The last episode is when something happened with her." And it so, comes out like we just added that in for like and again thinking more things like you didn't earn you didn't earn really that moment with her because she wasn't around most of the time, but yep. clearly they want to keep her in a bigger role than she plays in the books at this point. For later, whatever reason. later, I guess. Mm. Yeah, okay. so that's interesting. David was David was David. Um, I think he was fine. I think he he served the purpose that he needed to be in this in this season, which was to kind of be pining with Genya, have Genya pining over him and create the collar. It's kind of what Dave is there for. He makes the mirrors, uh, so which we nothing. never got. We never got her combat mirrors. We got the, her of gloves that she was like, no, so thank you. Absolutely nothing is what I'm hearing. Then he was useless. Well, because you got to think like this is also a three book series, so it builds. So this is the foundation for David. You learn about the the fact that he's a fabricator. You learn about his his non relationship with Genya. You have him um, creating this collar for Alina for the Darkling. Um, so you're laying the foundation of his character that then builds off of. So at this point, you've laid the foundation for David. So you're good. Um, and you didn't do the Zoya thing where like you added a bunch of unnecessary shit. Just cause. So. Okay. <laughs> I know you didn't I mean, like him because he didn't do a lot, but not every character needs to be a main character. They don't need to be a main character, but if there's some importance to them in the book, there should be some importance to them in the show. And they, there was in this. He but he he was as important he, to here as he was in that he did what he needed to do. He could have been cutting room floor and you wouldn't have missed him as an audience member. Because you need he him later. You have to build on that foundation. But like you could have got a nameless character to do what he did. But you That's need him for later. But you're, I, I know you're you're talking about like much later. And I hope he I hope it pays off somehow. 
But so they laid as, the foundation for David. Okay, yeah, they laid very thin the foundation. foundation, and that's fine. That's okay. Not everybody has to be like a big, flashy main really, character. You just have really to know hope who for they your are. sake. I really hope for your sake that this continues and it doesn't get canceled. Fall. Yeah, because like if it gets canceled, then it's just it's done. No, like, I I'm pretty sure I'm, I'll be pretty confident in saying they'll get a season two. I'm pretty confident it'll get a season two as well. We'll see beyond that if it continues, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's no Bridgerton, all right? They're not getting renewed for four seasons right off the bat. We got to see reviews. What is this, Sunday? The only, yeah, the only review I've seen is somebody, and it was like somebody that somebody posted as a joke or like somebody posted this review because somebody posted like an angry early review like weeks ago that they saw the first couple episodes and they were like, I don't like this show because there's a lot of fake things that you have to get used to. And they're like, it's fucking fantasy. What did you think was happening? They don't watch fantasy. Exactly. Maybe. It was it absolutely read like somebody who doesn't ever watch or like fantasy. And they were like, um, there's a lot of words to get used to. And there's a lot of magic and powers to get used to. And I just did, you know, it's not very good. It's like, no, you just but don't like fantasy. I've known, I've known people like that, though. It's just not fantasy people. Which like, is I don't stupid. So that's them. the only just, review I've ever seen for this. They, they, I, I just, I ended, I'm like, okay, you just don't know this genre or you're not into it. You like which don't give your don't give your journalists who don't like fantasy fantasy genres to review that's why journalists if you're ever reading or watching or anything somebody's review just know that it is a thousand percent one person's opinion like it is just that one person so you can take their opinions and you can be like okay but you need to understand that's their opinions because like it goes for everything from movies to stories to video games one person could hate it and another person can have a thousand percent fun with it so i don't know i think you you take them with a a bottle of salt whenever you do these type of things a whole bottle yeah yeah a whole bottle look emma it has been 56 hours okay 56 whole hours. I'm looking at reviews. Uh, So the show right now has a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, has a 71% on Metacritic, and an 8.2 out of 10 on IMDb. So they're kind of all over the place. On Google, it's got a 4.7 out of 5. Okay. They're a little all over the place. Is the only one that actually... um fluctuates or like is is living metacritic uh no because rotten tomatoes changes as more people put in reviews oh it does yeah. do oh okay i thought those was a solid no nah. uh usa today says netflix's shadow and bone is a good fantasy adaptation that could have been so much better IndieWire says an impressive fantasy series adaptation with more than magic on its mind mm. oh my god can you my phone is killing me uh wow vox shadow and bone review netflix's tv adaptation is muddled and joyless wow jeez are you talking about mal that's the only part (laughs) it's the only person i can see that's joyless shadow and bone review impressive netflix fantasy lacks one thing i'm not clicking on your clickbait title seen it fuck off (laughs) if you click it it's just mal was in it (laughs) uh fantasy epic not quite the next game of thrones i hate that i hate that that's like it's not comparing it to to something yeah yeah yeah. it's not well that's what the that's what the world wants with things 
it's like, oh, who's going to be the next this? Because this was so big. Like, mm, that's Shout what they did with Westworld. And I think that's what killed yeah. Westworld. Shadow and Bone is like all of your favorite fantasy shows, but way better from Pop Sugar. Shadow and Bone is another YA fantasy mostly built on smoke and mirrors from CNN. So to... to wow, I will know. fight this person. No, I'm going to fight this person. Lord. Netflix Good adaptation Lord. actually improves the books. Go fuck yourself. No. There it is. No, Take it adds everybody's... depth and nuance to a familiar chosen one fantasy. Ex- no. I, I don't think they know what that word depth means. No, it, they don't. Because I guarantee you they're going to talk about like the racism storyline. Oh, I, I bet. Send me that one. Send me that one. I haven't I, looked I at it, but I'll one. send it to you. Yeah, send me that one. But I, I the, before we, you know, fully wrap any of this up, I want to know what did you, how did you feel about our experiment here of the, the sixty-eight hours this was of, a lot of fun. nonstop, you know, because like this, this is the first time we've done Netflix. Yeah, you know, they drop things every day. We've done shows that have been week to week before. You know, we did the, um, uh, Cloak and Dagger, and then oh, that's we did right, we his, did. That was our first experiment Aww. with everything, basically. That show got canceled. And then we did. Ah, it's so upsetting. <laughs> so, but and right when it got really, like, right really when it got to, so like, good. Yeah, like oh. right when it started to take off. We still but, haven't seen their episode with the Runaways. It was because you, woman, don't want to <laughs> finish a show. It's gonna be over if I finish it. We're up to four shows, people, no, that she has two. not finished. Two. What, two? How, how, how are, no, okay, three. Let's do some three. math here. Technically three. Let's do, Runaways. Let's do some. Orphan Runaways, Black, okay. And Orphan Sense Black, eight. okay. Since eight. Did we ever watch Black Lightning? That's not the same thing, though, because you and I weren't, like, watching that together. We just all happened. And you watched it without me, so But whatever. somebody got all upset when I uh, watched the thing, watched and she was like, me. why did you watch it without and me? Now, I'm like, we and can then, watch you know, it. I didn't want to watch it anymore. I don't, so now I haven't seen it. I'm like, I was like, we can literally watch nope, it right now. No. Let's go watch it. I don't want I your pity watch. The... <laughs> so terrible. I don't want your pity That's watch. That's so terrible. Anyway. Are we, uh, what else we got? Because we're now dragging on in the podcast. All we're right. No, that was, that was a lot of good. 37. That was, that was a yeah, lot no, of good. Um, that was really <laughs> good. I, I really enjoyed this experience. I'm definitely going to be rewatching the show. Um, so I'll like watch it a little slower and kind of notice things. But overall, not a bad adaptation. I feel like as a book reader, I have a bit of a different bar. I think I've been so, I've seen so many bad options. That like when something's pretty good, pretty close, like I'm like my I've seen Aragon. Okay, that's I always go in with the post traumatic stress that was the Aragon movie. So I feel like it was a faithful adaptation, but whatever. I learn how to read, bro. (laughs) Seriously, you should read those books. You might like them. Um, I'm not reading Aragon. I know you're not, but uh, yeah. So I'm going in with like knowing that I've seen Aragon and I've seen Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince and like I've seen bad adaptations i've seen paper towns um so whenever we get something that is a high budget b the author is at least somewhat involved with c it actually like it performs very like performs pretty well like i'm i have some bias there you know i have some rose colored glasses there that i'm willing to admit so i didn't think it was i didn't think it was the best adaptation i've ever seen looking for alaska still holds that which i think is really easy to do when you have a very short book in like eight hours um and but it's not the worst it's not aragon it will never be Aragon. yeah i don't know what could get that low in the book realm uh if you guys listening know of one worse than aragon 
please let me know. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know for books. Uh, I only know adaptations of video games. We and, will never get a good one. Uh, and manga. Um, so. You know, I lost yeah. I lost all hope in my eyes after the Assassin's Creed movie because I believed in that one. No, and you you rightfully had you know reason to because it did look in the trailer at least so like good. it would have it, it would have been a contender, but, but still no. the yeah no the original Mortal Kombat is still the best. Everybody, you telling me the new one didn't uh, didn't hold you? There is no new one. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. There's only the one that came out in the 90s. So. Oh, and I just recently read all of the Maze Runner books and watched all those movies. Those movies managed to be a bad adaptation of a not great book to begin with. So, whatever. So then it was on par? What no, it, so it that was means somehow, it like, I didn't love the books and I liked the movies even less. They managed to change so much oh. to make it worse. I'm like, you were kind of starting real low and you just made it worse. It didn't make any okay. sense, but uh, yeah. So it was not 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 bad. I think I think the Metacritic seventy one is a little closer, maybe than the Rotten Tomatoes ninety one. I'd give it like a seventy five eighty. Sixty nine, hard. Terrible. <laughs> that's, that's, but uh, I mean, if you wanted to go percentage, that's what I'm going. If you're still with us in this episode, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for hanging out for yeah. Grisha Watch. We'll be back uh, next season, whenever that's going to be. And uh, whenever, see, the thing is, now that I know there's going to be a Court of Thorns and Roses show, I almost want to do this for that, but I do not think you'll like it. Hmm. I truly don't think you'll like it. I don't think I'll like it if they stay true to the book. The first season's going to suck ass. Uh, but, but I'll just let, I'll let you know, though. But I, like, I'll, I won't hold anything back. <laughs> I, can, I can tell you that it sucks. We, uh, we'll know. see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Anyway, stay tuned. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for for hanging out with us and uh, listening to us uh, yell at each other for a while. And if you turn this into a drinking game based on um, that's not how it happens in the books, you know, you could also do that with who's that man? Who is this man? That's the drinking game for this. For this season, for sure. But you're at the end of it. Nobody's. No, I'll post it. We'll post it at the beginning. You know, I'll be like, this is your drinking game for this. All right. Who is this man? Take a shot. I'm not responsible for any deaths that happen because of alcohol poisoning i am and because of this it. woman that's terrible you're horrible anyway she's not also wow <laughs> are we wrapping up, it up B? are we saying goodbye yes i don't know i goodbye. always want to end this like a phone call like bye anyway we'll yeah, uh, we'll see you on the next series of uh watch whatever that ends up being yeah